The Small Business Show, episode number 103 for Wednesday, January 25th, 2017. And welcome to the Small Business Show here at businessshow.co, the show by, for, and about small business owners here in Durham, New Hampshire. I'm Dave Hamilton. And in Concord, California, I'm Shannon Jean. How are you, Dave? I am doing well. Busy day, but that's, uh, as I say, that's always better than the alternative. Yeah, always hustling. That's always yeah. good. I like I like that too. Yeah, always like looking for the too. next thing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Hey, uh, speaking of hustling, you know, back in uh, June, we t- I decided to do this social media experiment that we've talked about on the show here and yeah. start a start a business really just selling on my phone on apps and everything. And uh, one of the uh, I'm just going to say it probably the best piece of software that I've ever used and ever owned uh, is a. Um, piece of marketing software and, and automation called uh, it's a booster bot is the name of the company and we are fortunate enough today to have the uh, uh, owner of booster bots on with us jay gentile jay thanks for uh, joining us today yeah thank you for having me it's a pleasure to be here yeah, and uh, I, like I said, I, I I don't want to be too much of a fanboy, but as I mentioned before the show, it, it's such a great piece of specific software that does um, so much that to help save time and everything. I, I really, uh, you just nailed it. I, I really appreciate that. <laughs> I use it every day. I really appreciate it. So, yeah, no problem at all. That's cool. So yeah, so l- let's talk about uh, your your business a little bit. Your business background. Um, just give us some, some background. You know, how, how do you? Is this your first business, uh, or okay. did you work for someone else? And just give us your story a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah. So I started out um, right out of high school. Basically, um, I started working for for uh, Hewlett Packard. Um, so I did that for about a year, um, and I was working mainly in server rooms, doing uh, migrations and stuff like that. Um, And that led me to, I mean, I've always had love for computers and um, a desire to have my own business. Um, During that time, I went and took my A-plus certification test, and I got A-plus certified for computer hardware and repair. Um, So after, I mean, after I got that, I kind of... Got my feet wet a little bit with doing a little computer repair here and there, sure. and um, that that ended up leading me towards you know hey I'm, I'm missing all these calls here I'm working at Hewlett Packard I'm getting paid good money but the the problem was is you know I I didn't own my own business at that time I was just doing things kind of on the side um, and I realized you know I'm getting so many calls and I'm missing these calls because I'm at work um, sure. so I can't really you know service these. Clients as, as I would want to. And I think this is a good opportunity for me to, to just, you know, bite the bullet, step forward and, and take the risk and jump in, you know. Sure. So what I did is I started my um, computer repair business and I did that for about uh, about a year and a half, two years. Um, and that was really good. Uh, and, you know, lots of, I had lots of business, lots of clients, um, and then that led me into people wanting web design. And at that time, I already knew a lot of HTML um, and different and CSS and different things. So I just said, hey, you know, like, let me do your websites. I started getting into web design and I found that 
I could make just as much money as I as I was with doing mobile computer repair mm-hmm. and doing web design and staying home and not dealing with people every single day. So that's what I ended up doing. I ended up going more towards the web design field. And all this time, I really wanted to concentrate on what I love to do, you know, and what, what my passion was. And, and during those times, it was kind of, I thought my passion was one thing and then it led to another kind of thing, you know? Um, so I started, I, I, I got into what doing the web design and then business became, you know, word of mouth went, you know, uh, went pretty viral. So I was, I was doing more web design than computer repair. And then I decided, Hey, I'm just going to go full fledged into the web design field, start building websites for clients and businesses. And then I handed my, my computer repair business over to my friend. So he ended up running that for a few more years. I see. Yeah. Um, so doing the web design thing really led me into, um, building my own websites and, and starting to study more about SEO and, you know, search engine optimization mm-hmm. and, and online marketing itself. And that led me into a lot of affiliate marketing. So in PPC, which I got really big into for a few years and, um, I started and then, you know, after a few years, really realizing, Hey, I'm making more money, not dealing with any, any, any clients, um, and just doing the affiliate marketing, ranking my own websites, uh, for affiliate products and whatnot. And that was bringing in, you know, quite a bit of money at that time. So I decided to kind of filter off my web design clients and, um, you know, once they were all taken care of, you know, had them go with other companies if they wanted some type of, uh, web management or, you know, those type of things. Um, so you, so, yeah. you've had a history of yeah. uh, this is interesting to me because yeah. you you've done two jobs you know the 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 consulting business the the troubleshooting business that you had and then mm-hmm. web design which are generally the types of jobs that people have a very difficult time handing off because as we've all found you can't clone yourself so you're you're naturally yeah. right you're yeah. naturally handing these things off to someone capable certainly but not you. So I, how did I'm, exactly. I, and, and I know I'm derailing us a little bit here, but I'm curious. No, no, that's good. Yeah. I'm curious good how that went because that's, that's really interesting to me. And I know a lot of our solopreneur, uh, listeners here that, that have what I'll call a pivot moment. And, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of have to seize that moment, but you don't want to screw over all the people that you've taken care of. So I'm curious. Yeah. That. Yeah. It was difficult. Um, the trans, you know, migrating from the computer repair to the, just the web design was difficult uh, for a lot of my clients because they weren't, they weren't getting the same type of service anymore. Yeah. Um, which was frustrating for me. Um, but you know, I had to just, I, I ended up spending a lot of my time kind of like, um, how do you say like basically just, you know, customer type retention, you know, stuff uh-huh. like that, um, yeah. just to make sure that they were taken care of. And, and meanwhile, I wasn't handling the business. So it did the migration of that, that the computer repair to the web design definitely took some time, probably about a year for it to get stabilized again. And then he only, I guess he only ran it for another two years. Um, but I, yeah, I moved away after that. And then, um, I haven't Sounds really like a lot of a lot of handholding during that, yeah. that transition. Was, you know, there was a lot of handholding. Yes, yeah, but yeah. I mean, as far as then transferring to the web design, um, you know, and just you know going full into that, and then off to the affiliate marketing. Um, 
basically, I mean, after a lot of the sites were built and handled, um, there was really no no work that I needed that needed to be done as far as like um, tr- just training them to understand how to update their own website. Right. Um, so that's what helped me filter out a lot of those clients and and then just focus on my affiliate marketing which then you know i took off that for a, you know a few years but i was still sure. doing web design on the side Got it. i was still so, doing yeah so w- when when did you first start getting going with uh, you know the the marketing and thinking about launching like you know booster bots and uh, to focus on specific you know channels to help people out with automation and that kind of thing yeah, so that's always been, um, you know, ever since I got into computers, um, you know, at a very young age, I've always wanted to learn how to program and build mm-hmm. applications. Um, a- after I got into the affiliate marketing for a few years, um, that's what really led me towards the automation because I had the time now to be able to, dele- you know, delegate my time to learning. Um, and that was always a big thing for me is, is always – you know, set yourself up for the future so you have time to learn new things. Um, sure. And you know, you become you become more of an asset to people when you when you know a lot more. So, what my my goal was to learn more about automation, learn more about software development, and then just dive headfirst into that because I had the time. I mean, I was most of my online businesses that I had and websites that I had with affiliate, selling affiliate products, they would take probably like four hours a month, you know, at, okay, out yeah. of, out of, out of my days. So, um, it wasn't much time at all. I just needed to sure. make sure, you know, all the marketing and SEO was on point. Mm-hmm. And then that led me into the odd learning, the automation side of it and, and learning some different languages. Um, and I started building my own applications to automate a lot of the things that I was doing on a, on a daily basis. That's cool. So that's what led me into starting booster bots. Yeah, that's great. So when I, when I'm looking at your site, you know, the, the, the booster, uh, boosterbots.com or your own site, you know, jgentile.com, mm-hmm. I, I see a lot of, uh, you spend a lot of time or not, time or space talking, telling your story and talking about your business and why you do it. Um, you know, how, how important do you think that uh, a good story narrative like that is, you know, in small business marketing? I think, I mean, I, I really think in any business, it's very important to tell tell your story. Um, the, the reason being is because you want to... You want to kind of relate with people and you want to show people that, you know, you're you're a normal person um, that has, you know, taken the steps needed to be able to give a service or, you know, sell a service or a product. Um, it, it, it kind of makes people feel more comfortable um, if they know a little bit more about you. You're a real person. You're, de- you know. Like yeah. me, for example, I'm I'm su- I'm really down to earth, really open minded. So I want people to understand that and feel that when they when they come to me, um, and that's one of the best things that you know that I take away from business is and 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 kind of about like how I measure the success um, is by you know, customer satisfaction. If they're coming back to me saying, you know, like, like you said in the beginning of the show, you know, that I, I made a great piece of software that has helped you tremendously. You know, right. that really means a lot to me. And that's what keeps me motivated to doing the things that I do for people. Yeah, that's cool. 
that's yeah. fantastic. So, you know, you sell, uh, you know, focusing on, on, you know, booster bots again, you, you sell a, a product with a, with a one-time fee, you know, and I know one of the things that's impressed me in, in working with you over, you know, the last six months or so is when there's an issue or a problem, um, you know, you get a, you're a quick response and, and you know, I, I always consider myself really fast and jumping on it, but and rarely do I hear back from people as quick as I would like to. And and in your case, you know, come back really quick, quick email answers, this kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. can you talk about the, the challenges of handling those kind of requests when, and, and or fixing things and allocating time when you, you know, you're selling a product that you, you're generating money one time, you know, you, mm-hmm. somebody's paying a fee, but there seems to be lots of, well, maybe not lots, but you know, certainly some follow-up over time, and uh, you seem to be good at doing it. T- talk to that a little bit, if you if you will. Yeah, so I tried um, over the years with Booster Bots. I have tried a couple different pricing structures. Um, at first, I started out pretty high pricing, um, one-time fees, and mm-hmm. you know, did some. I did split testing over the years to see what would work best for for me and my and my software. Um, and then I went into a lower priced um and doing that subscription base where they paid every month okay um and then i went went into this pricing which is a it's a lower to mid pricing um Uh it's affordable for people it's not like they're spending a whole ton of money so you know it makes them feel okay i can i'll buy this and you know if if i could spend some time to dedicate towards the program then i will you know if not then they'll you know they can let it sit there for a month and then get on it when they're ready to take action (laughs) you know so um, the, it, it, I mean, it is kind of, it, it, it is a little bit difficult to, to, to balance the, the load of, um, you know, customer support and stuff yeah. like that. But with having so much that I, that I have, you know, that I do automated nowadays, um, it really gives me the time to be able to focus and, and, and give support to, to my clients. Um, and that's one of the best things that, I mean, that's why people, even though my prices are low, they keep coming back to me because yeah. I offer such great support. I'm willing to go on Skype with them. I'm willing to screen share with them. You know, I'm willing to call them personally if they need help personally. Um, and I also offer consultations too. So if any time that someone wants to learn some marketing techniques or some strategies, you know, we can do that as well. But I always... And, and those are fee-based consultations, is that right? Those are fee-based consultations. Yeah, okay. Yeah, at that point, yeah. yeah. But I do offer, I mean, if you're having issues with with some of the software, um, you know, I'll do ev- anything I can to help you get it running. Um, but a lot, of, a lot of the times... It, you know, I don't really have to spend that much time with each person. Usually it's just a, a small, um, you know, they, they don't know how to extract the program sure. or, you know, it's just small little like small user stuff. error type things. So you're, you're um, still using all of your IT, you know, on-site support experience to, to, you know, to apply the not only the knowledge, but sort of the customer service skill to get through that that interchange. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like you know we we've talked in the past about uh, an author Scott Adams is the Dilbert guy and he wrote a you know really good book that we liked last year and and one of the things he talked about was what your talent stack it really is and not having to be you know a, a, the most expert in one thing but but the talents that you've built up over time and and you mm-hmm. can certainly see that even to the point where I can remember you know 
getting some feedback from you before I bought the software about, hey, what's the best, you know, what kind of hardware we need and how this kind of thing. And, and so, you know, even using your hardware experience and your, your software and customer service. So it's certainly that's part of your talent stack you know, yeah. at, at, the, at this point. Yeah. And that's what I found, you know, it, it, what was really best for me is having a small pricing, uh, you know, structure. And, and the thing is, is people, you know, they'll purchase a bot from me. And then a lot of times they want a, um, you know, some custom software as well. So they, uh-huh. they see that I, I provide great customer service. I'm, I'm, I'm always willing to reply to um, support inquiries, um, you know, as fast as I can. And, um, you know, they'll come back to me saying, hey, I would like you know, for example, like this, just just talk about Poshmark. Hey, I like something with Poshmark where it enables me to do this and that. And, and then I say, well, that sounds like a great idea, but I don't think, um, you know, this is an idea I should put publicly. Um, you know, maybe, maybe we can, I, you know, I can build a a private software for you to do those type of things. Um, so that's what, you know, the, the, the private software and, you know, um, and those type of things and the memberships also, do um do help out a lot with the yeah. business so it's not just sense. you know selling one bot um usually they come back and buy other bots or they'll get a custom software or they'll buy the membership which yep. is you know is really beneficial as well yeah that makes sense that makes sense That's so, so you're using your your existing business to sort of leverage your way and market your way into into the next opportunity but very naturally uh, yes yeah that's good mm-hmm. that's great yeah I like it. I like it. So, you know, in a, in a, in a nutshell, I mean, most of the software and things that we're talking about here is related to marketing and getting your name out there. You know, what, what's been the most effective uh, method to market your, uh, you know, your company? You know, what do you use and still use that, that uh, you found to be the most effective? Um, I use, I use honestly a lot of private software that I have built just for myself. Um, I, I use that and, and also, um, Doing a lot of marketing with SEO and and, and uh-huh. getting my um, you know if, for example if you type type in like Poshmark bot in Google or something sure. you know you're going to see me on the first page no doubt um, so those type of things like I make sure all my content is optimized and I'm always putting new content out there um, to get picked up by the search engines but I also use like um, one of my close buddies he owns a software called Pagan Bot I use that a lot as well um, which is a really great marketing software um but i use i use a lot of private software really to sure. to just automate all my marketing and still you sounds like you're still operating in that you know seo content creation space to to drive people to your sites and that kind of thing oh yeah right? so oh yeah yeah. That's I mean that's a that's that's one of the ways I mean I also I'm on a lot of marketing forums as well. So um you know those are the ways that I, I, I get content in there so whenever someone's looking for me, um you know, I'm getting sales. You know, because sure. it's a it's a really niche specific type market, you know what I mean? For yeah, especially for the software. I mean you'll have a niche specific software for Poshmark and then you know yep. Twitter and you know all these different sites, um, you know, Society Six, which you know, a lot of people haven't heard of, but a lot of people have too. Um, yeah. but it's all about 
you know, having that content out there on the web so people can find you and optimizing that content for the readers and the search engines um, as well. Um, that's what really helps the most for sure. Yeah. So I have a question. So you mentioned like, you know, participating in marketing forums and that kind of thing, uh, like commenting and, and I mean, how do you participate in that kind of thing? Just yeah, commenting, um, reaching out. So, for example, um, if, if someone's talking about on a marketing forum, like, "Hey, I'm, I'm I'm a new seller on Poshmark, and I'd love to, you know, get some tips and or, or tricks." Um, I see. Um, you know, I, or if anybody has some software related, then if I see those things, I jump right in and say, "Oh, I have something available for you." You know, come check yeah. it out. Um, you know, and, and a lot of times because those those forums are such high ranked and, um, you know, have a lot of, uh, relevancy in Google and authority, um, for, for those search terms, they'll get picked up really quick, um, and indexed really quick in the search engine. So therefore it's easy for people to find me, you know, they'll say, Oh, this guy has one. So they'll come and message me. Um, so I try to leave a footprints here and there, you know, all over the place with those types sure. of things. Yeah. That, that's, that's smart. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so I, th- I think I know the answer to this, but m- maybe not. You know, uh, w- we talk about, um, you know, what a measurements uh, and, and measuring success for our businesses. And, um, you know, obviously cash is, you know, king and how you're doing all that kind of stuff. But the, usually, you know, most folks that are running their own business have much different yardsticks. You know, mm-hmm. how, how do you measure your success beyond the monetary, you know, rewards that uh, uh, keep you going? Yeah. Um, so for me, I mean, it's not I mean, this is how I've been for many years. It's, it, it's not really I, I'm not trying to be a millionaire. You know, um, uh-huh. I'm trying to make a living, be comfortable with 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 the money I make and just be able to do the things that I want to do when I want to do them. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I do know. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> So, um, you know, I, have set myself up over the, you know, the, the, the past 13 years to just be able to do that and, um, you know, to be able to travel and, mm-hmm. um, have experiences. And, and those are the things that, that really, um, you know, that I outline success in is having experiences, um, meeting new people and, and networking and stuff like that. But, um, the really, my my goal with 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 providing booster bots and automation and stuff is just to is to help people get to that level as well, you know, and and yeah. help free up their time and and because there's nowadays we're you know we're we're so consumed with technology and 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 TV and you know media and all this other stuff. There's a lot of people are not having you know getting time to spend with their families and and whatnot. So yeah. having automation and and, and and having software that allows people to free up their time and to, to, so they can spend on, you know, activities with their family or experiences or traveling, you know, those are the things. And then they come back to me saying, you know, this has saved me so much time. I've, you know, it's taken my business to the next level. Those are the things that really, you know, point out success in my mind. Yeah, you know? that's great. Uh, you know, the more folks that we get to meet, you know, we're, this is our 103rd episode and you just hear that message over and over and over, you know, getting our time and being flexibility yeah. and all that kind of stuff. It's definitely a common theme. Um, yeah, for sure. So mm-hmm. what, one of the things, you know, we, we, we love mistakes on this show because, you know, we all learn so much from them and, uh, we enjoy talking about them. If you could think back, you know, 
getting started or even during the, you know, running your business, you know, what's one of the best mistakes and I'm making quote marks in the air, but of course nobody can see that. Uh, you know, when, and when I say that is, you know, what, what mistake did you make that really taught you a good lesson that you learned the most from? Um, I would say delegating, um, you know, delegating tasks to other people. Um, at first it was pretty difficult. And I know a lot of business owners have this 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 type of mindset when they first get into business um, is they want to try to they want to try to handle everything themselves you know I'm the, yeah. I'm the owner I know what's best for the company and and then it ends up being kind of like a double-edged sword when you do that you know and um, I, I think you know it, it was you know it was really hard for me to let go of you know, me handling all the responsibilities when I first started and I kind of drove myself really thin and I, and it did impact my customer service quite a bit. Um, and I realized that though. And, and, you know, I turned it around and said, you know, I need to delegate work to other people and, and just, you know, and have the trust that it takes, you know, to move my business forward. Otherwise I'm just going to be stagnant and I'm just going to drive my business into a circle and down a hole, you know? So you, you know, you identified uh, almost unintentionally a lesson that I've heard other business owners uh, do the same thing with. And that is good customer service rarely comes from stressed out people. And, mm-hmm. and it's true of yeah. whether or not you're the business owner or, you, you know, the highest person on the totem pole or the lowest person on the totem, right? It doesn't matter who you are. If you're not happy and you're not comfortable and also while we're piling things on and you don't feel empowered to help the person, which is a business owner, hopefully you do. Uh, if not, you got much bigger problems. But really, any anyone that, that is in a position of being able to help customers should feel empowered to do so. And sometimes that means, you know, making a decision and, and all of that. But but that whole package, uh, if you're not happy, there's no way that your customers are going to believe that you are happy with them. Very true. Yeah, uh, yeah very true. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. I just, I just no, wanted to true. stop and identify because you hit it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And it was like, right. man, that's it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. the way down, like you say, from the owner all the way down to the customer it, service it person. And, some, and that yeah. means in, yeah. in some, perhaps many businesses, the owner gets to a point where he or she should not be doing customer service if they're exactly you know if they're focused on other things and stressed out and and life moves too fast because so many of us are you know these add sort of crazy people and Mm. uh, we don't necessarily make the best customer service reps we can be because we know the importance of it but it it takes an effort you know to be patient and and listen so yeah yeah that's exactly yeah yeah, that's cool. It's a great story. I, I can, you know, putting the journey together here in my head of, you know, you getting started as a tech and I'm going to fix this and I'm going to do a plus and uh, I, I love it. I love the transition of you change, you know, uh, that's a really You're being willing to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's that's a really tough thing. Making those transition like Dave spoke to earlier um you know, moving from one business concept and, you know, especially when you have customers that are relying on you. And I can remember, you know, doing a similar thing to where customers get really upset when they know what you're not going to be the guy uh, that's yeah. taking care of me anymore. And uh, it, it, it could be challenging. So I really, you know, commend you for, for powering through, you know, holding hands like you needed to and, and moving on to achieve what you wanted to achieve. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's all about evolving. And, and, and you know, I think and and just le- like I was saying earlier, is just having, you know, setting yourself up for, um, you know, to have the time to have experiences and, and, and whatnot. Um, 
and setting yourself up to, to be to be able to learn more and, and, and evolve yourself even more. Um, you know, that's what it really takes. And, and I drove myself into all these, you know, to these different directions, but it, it was all it was all kind of planned out, even though it wasn't like on paper planned out. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I kind of had the idea in, in, in the the mindset of where I wanted to be. And I, you know, now in the last, you know, I would say like four years now, um, you know, my business is at a point to where it's. You know, like I was saying, I'm comfortable. I, I can take time off. I can, you know, I travel around with my laptop a lot. So I'm always ready and willing to give support. I can do updates yeah. from there as well. So it makes it makes life easier and a lot more fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, you know, if for, for someone who's listening and maybe they're just getting started or, you know, haven't made those transitions or even still working for somebody else, you know, if you could go back and give yourself some, a, a piece of advice uh, that you know now when you were just getting started, you know, what, what critical piece of advice would you, would you give yourself? I would say, um, jump in, don't be afraid. Um, I know, I know, you know, the unknown is always a little scary, but jump in, um, don't be afraid and do a lot of, a lot of split testing. Um, split test your ass off kind of thing, you know, um, because that's what it's all about. And, in when you think you fail, use that that quote unquote failure to kind of revamp your structure or split test even more and say, okay, this is what I this is what I did wrong and this is what I need to do. You only fail when you stop trying, you know. So and, and stop trying to move forward. So right. use those things as tools and aids to just help you progress in the right direction. And That's cool. Th- and there will be a lot of those times, but the more you use them as a progressive type thinking and, and, and mindset, the more you're going to feel comfortable with yourself and what you're doing. Yeah, that's you know. great. I, I love the the concept of moving split testing out of just software related or web related out into your your everyday life. Yeah, uh, you, you know, split test that didn't work. Well, we'll do the A. We'll go to B now. You know, and and uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's very cool. Well, well, it's it's a great story, and like I said, some awesome software. You know, if people want to learn more about you and about your business, what's the best way for them to find you? Yeah, they can just go to uh, boosterbots.com. That's B-O-O-S-T-E-R, bots, B-O-T-S, dot com. Or you can go to my website, jgentile.com. And I, I, you guys can use a promo code as well for any software. It's called NEW20, and you can save 20% off your order. Sweet. That's awesome. That's great, man. Well, thanks for hanging out with us today. Like I said, I'm, I, I love what you're doing, and it's just a great story, and I'm glad to, that you've uh, you know made it to where you want to be right now. That's great. Yeah, thanks a lot, Shannon and Dave, for having me. Really Absolutely. No, this is a total blast. Folks, yeah. uh, make sure to check out uh, BoosterBots at BoosterBots.com, and, of course, make sure to check out everything in our small business support group at uh, BusinessShow.co slash Facebook, and keep doing whatever you can do to uh, live that charmed life. Thanks again, Jay. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you, guys. Yep. Take care, everybody. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye.